Okay, so today we're going to talk about transparency and the heart. It kind of stems out of our last episode where we talked about communication. And this is sort of going behind that layer of, okay, the words that we say, how we act, just the Bible talks about how life flows out of our heart and so how we're supposed to guard it. So Specifically how we can have kind of the um, front of transparency, yes. that we're showing or acting as if we're being transparent, but really we are obscured in our hearts. Is that what you're, get, that's what absolutely, you're getting at? Okay. Absolutely. That'll be great. So we'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. In the spirit of transparency, mm-hmm. you will hear some little grunts as we have little Louisa here Always. with us. Uh, She's, we're uh, getting her there. Seven we're getting weeks. her to that bottle place. She's doing really well. We just the timing of no rush. All that stuff hey, is soon just enough. hard sometimes. Soon enough, she'll be <laughs> she'll be running around yes. and she want nothing to do with us. So let's just enjoy it. Yes. When we talk about transparency, it's so easily to, easy to talk about addictions. And right. It's easy to stay kind into, of in one spot. Yes. Yeah. And I think that you and I, just in the season that we're in, which we'll talk about, um, our heart motivations have been really under the under fire and in examination, I think. Yeah. And it's been good. Wait, um, what do you mean by that? Why? Why have our heart motivations well, been because, under fire? Because of having a baby and okay. all of that that brings. I was so gonna, I wasn't the, gonna jump into that quite yet. In this yet. season of life, yes. you that's what you were articulating beforehand is that we you kind of feel like it's it would be really easy for us to kind of fly under the radar, right? And say, oh, just, we're being honest with each so other. There's so much happening. And, yeah, and I love you, and like we're good, we're good, we're good. But yeah. then I feel like this prompting <clears throat> of the Holy Spirit that is like you need to you need to vocalize mm. and say the things that are happening in your heart. You know, good, bad, all of the above. Yeah. So we'll get into that in a moment, but I think that you would like to do our little housekeeping yeah. segment. Yeah, so last time we started a seg- uh, we started a new kind of bonus episode each week. It went over pretty well, yeah, I think. Yeah, it went over really well. We, and we didn't do one because last week was Thanksgiving, so we didn't do one last week because last Thursday was Thanksgiving. But every Thursday, when we don't have an interview, we'd like to do this extra little seven or eight minute segment. Mm-hmm. And we had we had asked you, fair listeners, for titling <laughs> <names>. ideas, <laughs> and so uh, we, I think <laughs> the verdict is still out. That's the so we got. I just want to read some of these. So They're I had one. Uh, I had one come in. This is not a question, but an answer to your question. I'd like to suggest the name Fast and Fierce for your question answer segment. God bless. I like a little bit, but you said it's not as clear probably to people. Right, and, and it also, obviously, like Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious Q&A. <laughs> a little bit of Vin Diesel action I mean... there. <laughs> uh, so that, that one I, I appreciate. I appreciate so it. So kind of the, the thing when I said it was, we can use the words quick, you can use the words fierce, use the word, you know, Which, and a and lot of these all have ep- those words in them. Our first episode was a little misleading because it, it was a sexual question, but they're not always about sex. Like, they can be on any yeah, topic. Yeah, like the one that we're going to do this week on Thursday isn't at all about that. Yeah. Um, well, it is by extension okay some other ones let's read these really fast uh some of our uh, listeners and patrons said fierce quickies so there's that's funny right yeah the only reason i i'm not i think we're probably not gonna do that is because we have some friends dave and ashley willis they, they did summer quickies yes. for their little q a things which check those out those are awesome but their podcast is called naked marriage so it's a lot more right appropriate i feel like <laughs> quickies obviously uh, kind of a sexual 
illusion yes. there. Yes. Uh, and then the other ones, I love this one. Um, well, Rachel, no, here's real quick. Rachel said, quick, fierce tidbits. <laughs> and that one made me laugh. I don't know why. Tidbits. But tidbits is one of those words that makes me laugh. Uh, <laughs> then the first one is, is not a question. Regarding the TBD on your seven-minute segment, after giving this much thought and prayer, I really appreciate that. I really do. After giving this much thought and prayer, I've determined that the best, most suiting name would be Seven Minutes in Heaven. <laughs> Since hearing from you both is a divine experience. <laughs> You're welcome. Ryan nice. G. Ryan that's G, not you, thank is you. It? No. That's Ryan Glenn. <laughs> you write into yourself often. You know, I was just feeling a little insecure that day. <laughs> so I submitted our question form for uh, that's seven great. minutes in heaven. I thought of uh, the name The Afterglow. <laughs> but you that's did? that's another that's kind of funny. like that's that's alluding to yeah. something else. Yeah. I think we're just gonna stick with quick Q and A. I don't know. We'll see. We'll reserve the right to change at any right. point. <laughs> Bit of a diversion there. Anyway, for our housekeeping, thank you so much to all you patrons for those who have uh, jumped on board with us. Th- that just means the world to us, mm-hmm. and it's helping us keep this podcast ad-free and keeping us move- moving forward. If you want to learn more about that, go to fiercemarriage.com slash Patreon or go to patreon.com slash fiercemarriage. There it is. I think either one of those would work. And uh, <laughs> the second thing is, if you haven't yet, please do leave a rating and a review. That means a ton to us. It helps more than you realize. It takes you like 30 seconds. A little bit goes a long way. You can just tap the, re- the rating button. Yeah. You don't even have to leave a review. Just do the rating. Yeah. And if you, ha- if you feel compelled, do leave a review. That helps others find this podcast and mm-hmm. um, know what they're getting into. And in turn champion the gospel in the lives of married people mm-hmm. uh, and finally uh, if you have a question like we talked about we're doing these question segments this is where we get those questions go to fiercemarriage.com slash podcast there's a button there where you can submit the question online or you can call or text this number 971-333-1120 okay so let's get into this topic today Selene called it transparency and the heart i think i might go with the um kind of the idea of you know lying while not lying or telling the truth while actually lying <laughs> yes. something to that that's kind of what's what's going through my head as we're yes. talking through this so yes. what does that look like and well yeah because we can say the truth without really saying the truth right which is a lie and we can yeah. be we're kind of asking the question of like how can we be more transparent with each other about our, our heart motivations and why is that important in our marriage mm. you know i think one of the the major ways again that we believe spouses can embrace transparency is through obedience to God's word and God in Proverbs 4:23 he says to guard our hearts you know above all else because out of it flows life and as we we're mm-hmm. as we we're studying you know around what what is the heart like defining these terms right our hearts obviously we're not talking about the physical organ of the heart just to be clear we're talking about our hearts in the spiritual sense you know our heart is the core of our being we were on I was on gotquestions.org, which is an awesome, awesome We go there often. We go there often. Um, And he said the heart is that spiritual part of us where our emotions and desires dwell. Uh, The Bible mentions it almost a thousand times, and we have a heart because God does. And I know that sounds so simple, but I was like, oh, I I forget that, like, God, I just think of him as this being, right, in in my limited knowledge and Mm -hmm. (laughs) understanding. Not that he, you know, and the, the heart aspect of him is so personal and sometimes I disconnect him and that's my own, you know, journey of faith here. Um, excuse me, but you know, there's scripture to back that up. Like David having a heart after God. Um, so anyways, the understanding that in Genesis three, when we, when sin happened, sin came into the world, the fall tainted kind of the deepest parts of us, which includes our hearts. And all too often we're blind to that sin 
and we're blind to the depth of how how sinful hmm. our hearts are. Um, and it's hard for us to know our own hearts, um, but we can trust that God does. And there's scripture that backs that up as well, Psalm 44, 21, 1 Corinthians 14, 25. You know, without Jesus, our hearts really are, are treacherous and evil, and they're deceitful. We see that, Jeremiah 17, okay. 9. You probably see this in our marriage, too, uh, through lying, manipulation, hurtful words. Um, and so the problem, again, that we see brought up is that it's not it's not what's happening on the outside, right? Because we can tell the truth. We can be, quote unquote, honest without actually right. being honest. And Jesus points this out in Mark 7, also in Matthew 15, when the Pharisees are, when they're talking about, you know, you're eating unclean food. And he's like, it's not what comes, it's not what goes into the body, but what comes out of the body. Right. Uh, that we really are seeing, again, the heart as being this important part if not the main like hub for the overflow of our life right right absolutely absolutely okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> i well, not know if you want to jump in well i mean thoughts. something struck me okay so, so you said basically lying with uh, telling the truth without actually telling the truth mm-hmm. is something that i heard you say yes and the things that keep swirling around in my head around this, and they're all around, obviously, the idea of transparency because we've been writing our book, See Through Marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's that's obviously there too. But so double speak, right? Mm-hmm. So I just finished 1984, George Orwell. Mm-hmm. I think it's the second or third time I've read it. And I, I like to revisit it, especially now, though. There's so much happening in our culture mm-hmm. that is just so, that makes this book so harrowing, so hard to, to read mm-hmm. and without just automatically seeing the parallels in in particular around the idea of double speak the idea that you can like okay so i'm not gonna we're not gonna get political that's not we're gonna stay in our lane Use an here. example of double speak well an example would be or just well, saying like, what it is <laughs> well it's basically like saying it's it's setting out to say something that seems true but is clearly to deceive right so right it's very to misleading deceive, to deceive yeah it's, it's it's so the word here's a very clear example right now the word racism right is so hard to decipher what someone actually means when they're saying that because mm-hmm. it's thrown around so um i think so flippantly mm-hmm. nowadays um there's you know any other kind of like trigger woke word that you're going to listen to it's going to have kind of that aspect of double speak they're redefining things okay mm-hmm. so we watched a little video about william lutz he's a i think he's a scholar from the the 80s mm-hmm. and he's talking about double speak he's kind of the expert he wrote a book called double speak and he's saying that in advertising right they can use the, the term sugar free mm-hmm. in advertising and how it's not sugar free all that that term means Okay, so the term means something different than it is free of sugars. Right. It means that there was no, there are no added types of sugar, no table sugar, no like yeah. uh, cane sugar were right. added. It can still have like fructose, fructose. and yeah. sucrose and and even uh, corn syrup. Mm-hmm. That all those are sugars, right? right? And so he used the example that if you're a diabetic and you're saying, "Oh, I, I can only eat sugar-free food," well, that would kill you. That that level of double speak is that devastating. And mm-hmm. that you say, "No, it's sugar-free." Well, it's not sugar-free, right? But you can somehow get away with saying this. So we can do okay, bring it around to marriage and the heart. <laughs> and the heart is we can tend, we can do the same thing, right? And we can say things that are um, they are they have the. They have the appearance of being true, but they are meant 
specifically to obscure the truth. Right. I think that's what double speak is. Right. Meaning that something that says, how are you doing? Again, go back to the same example of integrity. Mm-hmm. Come back to me and say, hey, how have you been doing with, you know, your sexual integrity and, you know, your eyes? And I could say, oh, it's been easy, right? It's been fine. I haven't done anything. Right. But in my head, I'm convincing myself that by by saying I haven't done anything, meaning that it's it's a certain like it's a certain bar that I haven't right. certain line I haven't crossed. Right. But maybe I've pushed it. Right. Maybe my integrity is not intact, and this this has happened in the past, right? You know, you can kind of like obscure. You can it's sugarcoating. Right. To use the same word, sugar. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's where that came from. No, maybe. it's not. <laughs> but you know, or hey you know, how's our budget doing this, this month? Right. And I could ask you that, or you could ask me that say, Oh, you know, our budget's fine. But, but you know that you've spent money you shouldn't have spent. Right. You're not exposing that information right out the gate. Mm-hmm. Instead you're saying, Hey, we're, we're within our budget. And this was a problem early on in our marriage. Like we definitely dealt with that a lot. Right. And well, I, mean, I, think I think we still it, continue to deal with those, those issues in that sense. Well, it's manipulation at its, and it's at its core, manipulation yeah. using words to manipulate is what double speak. And so all that comes back around to this. Okay. How is our heart informing this? Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. is our heart driving and motivating this behavior? That's right. clearly not healthy. It's not biblical. It's not truthful. Well, and, and is it, is it a trend in our marriage? And mm-hmm. sh- if it is, how can we address it? Well, how do we recognize it too? Because it ultimately like our desire, the desires that are in our hearts, if they aren't placed there by God, or if the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit is not at work in us, those desires are going to be, you know, evil or treacherous or mm-hmm. deceitful. And those seem like big words, but that's what the Bible uses for what is in our hearts. If, if Jesus is not, has not, if we've not been saved by God's grace and if the Holy Spirit, ideally when you're saved, the Holy Spirit, right, mm-hmm. empowers you and comes into you and, and you're, you're having that counselor alongside of you and working in you and producing mm-hmm. fruit. So if you're not some, I don't know, sometimes that gets mixed up. I think we, we tend to say, oh, I'm saved, but then there's just, there's no fruit show bearing there. Mm-hmm. And so I think when, when we're saved and the Holy Spirit's at work, the, our desires are changed, right? He, God is renewing our hearts. When you talk about like our relationship with God and our hearts, you know, he knows our hearts best and he loves us the most, which is so cool, but only he can judge our hearts because he is righteous and he is in the business of examining our hearts and transforming our hearts and giving us, giving us new hearts mm-hmm. and instruction on how to operate and guard our hearts and why that's important. So with that comes, you know, he fills our hearts with new desires, new wisdom, new ideas. There's, there's a transformation that happens when we're saved and when the Holy Spirit comes into our lives. And I think the problem comes when we get too familiar or we get, um, not uh, when we get uh, apathetic about mm. about yeah. uh, God's word, about being transparent with each other, because I feel like we can play the transparency game, right? We can pull that card, you and I, but unless I'm really sharing what's happening, you know, in in my heart, then I'm not really being transparent. Well, if we if we have the illusion of transparency, what well, all we do is we learn how to navigate the maze of legalism Mm -hmm. in a different way. Mm -hmm. That's all that fake transparency gives us is just a way to navigate that maze so that we won't get in trouble so that we won't have to deal with the actual ramifications of the heart issues Mm -hmm. that are there. Mm -hmm. Andy Crouch wrote a book, strong in the week it's strong and weak. And in it, he talks about the concept of meaningful risk. You've probably heard us mention this, Mm -hmm. but meaningful risk, I'm just going to read it because he defined it so well. Um, 
It says, uh, let's see here. Well, he says, I'm going to use this quote. It says, to be vulnerable. So meaningful risk is basically, um, fl- it's it's taking risks that actually expose um, you. Uh, it's being honest and vulnerable in a way that actually costs you something. Costs you something. There right. it is. Thank you. He says, to be vulnerable is to be exposed to the possibility of loss. Okay. Think about that mm-hmm. for a second. So if I share this part of myself with you, there is a risk, the possibility that I could lose something that I I, I deeply right. care about, deeply desire, right. and that, that's either desire. your respect, yeah. your affection, your our relationship, so or even my own identity. That's what he says. It yeah. says it's to be vulnerable is to be exposed to the possibility of loss, and not just loss of things or possessions, but loss of our own sense of self. Yeah, vulnerable at root means woundable. Okay, mm. woundable. <laughs> well, ha- that's trust. I feel like, yeah, go ahead. So I'm Sorry. basically exposing myself to you in a way that says, I'm, I am without armor. Mm-hmm. I'm without defense. I am vulnerable in that you could fire an arrow and wound me right now. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of times in marriages, that's the problem is yeah. we, we, we are very good at wounding each other because there's a vulnerability that's inherent to marriage. And what happens is you start to develop scar tissue. You start to learn how to wear your armor more often. Mm-hmm. You start to, you, you, that's when you say your heart has been hardened or cauterized mm-hmm. to each other. And that's where, you, uh, that's why it takes years to unravel sometimes right. long, long-term hurts and things. So anyway, that's, that's, that's the idea of being meaningfully um, vulnerable with you, Right. I think is one of the quickest ways to get down to the heart issue of this. Cause that's the, that's, the heart is always the thing that is driving the behavior. Yeah. That, and like we said at the outset, the, the the veneer, having a veneer of transparency without actual transparency, actual vulnerability, right. just gives us a new set of tools by which to navigate right. the maze of legalism. Right. And I unfortunately, I think that, you know, with all of the sexual misconduct that we've seen in ministry and in leadership just in our society today, I think that this has played a major part in it. I think this is the game that sometimes we engage in, in our minds and in our hearts and we play and then we get caught for what we've really been doing. Right. And so I guess my, my take on it is like, I want, I don't want my kids at the end of my life to find out some dark secret or some aspect of me that I never shared with them. And, and, and that to just ruin their their image of me. I don't want my image of me to be perfect in their eyes, of course, but I want them to, I want them to understand and know, you know, okay, this was my mom. This was, you know, who she was. This is what she stood for. And this is what she said. So again, all of this, I think I said in the beginning, I didn't get to share kind of where this was coming from, especially just like in my heart. Um, You know, I, when, before we had our third baby, I was kind of struggling with, you know, I feel like you and I were just on the same page. We were just in step. Everything was in sync, <laughs> dare I say it. <sighs> and obviously having a new baby just kind of shakes things up. Obvi- you know, a new person in this house, a young baby, very dependent. And I knew what was coming. Obviously, this has not been, this is our third child. I knew the emotional toll that it was going to take. Right. I knew that my heart was going to be battling some things. I knew the timing of when some of those battles are going to happen. Um, some of them have yet to come, but my, my goal with this pregnancy and post baby was that I didn't want to have kind of the same arguments and fights that we, we would have typically right after a baby. I really wanted to, I, this sounds like me trying so hard, but I really was asking God, like, how can I, 
how can we avoid some of these? Because I know that we don't have to walk through these again. Like I know that we've gotten past these and I don't want to revisit them. But obviously if God's like, you're going to walk through a fire and test, it's okay because he's refining parts of my heart that I can't see that well, I'm blind to, you part, know, part of that sanctification too. I just want to jump in because well, yeah, we, we've learned, yeah. we've been through that and that those arguments weren't necessarily God imposing no. a refining fire upon us. It was our sin nature was causing us to have Thank conflict you. with each other Thank you. and having been sanctified by God's grace in some of those areas, you're now looking back saying, right. Hey, that behavior wasn't okay. Yeah. And so I want, what can we do? to avoid that. Yeah. What's our plan this time around. And so honestly, for me, it just came down to, to verbalizing what was happening in my heart and in my head and my feelings and emotions Mm -hmm. in all the ugly, like, you know, people would say something, uh, example, people would text and be like, Oh, you know, can't wait to see the baby or something. And I would feel so just bound up by that. And I would get really, I'd feel, I feel a lot of pressure from other people. I'm a, I think I'm like that overly sensitive person or something on some <laughs> levels, highly sensitive person. That's what it is. So why would you feel pressure? Cause that's, it, it sounds fairly innocuous for someone to say, Oh, I want to come see the baby. Right. And the pressure comes from, well, we were hunkered down. We had, you know, we were just it figuring out life. It was a very life. quick request right afterwards. And, and I think most people know. And there were a lot of demands know, to yeah. a lot of different people. Well-meaning, but still you can start to feel almost bitter toward right. the people who mean they want well. to be, they're excited with you, right? They're so excited. But you know, the first week of having a baby home, anybody knows is just kind of survival, you know, it's day and night just sort of happen, but you're just trying to keep up with mm-hmm. sleeping, feeding the baby, you know, sweet survival. Yes. Cause it's it is beautiful very sweet and wonderful. Too. Yeah. But again, my plan and my whole like approach to post baby was I want to maintain, you know, not sexual intimacy, but just emotional intimacy and spiritual intimacy with my husband. I want us to continue to be on the same page. And when I'm struggling, when people are texting me saying, oh, I can't wait to see the baby. What did I do right then? When I felt all those feelings, when all these things were starting to stir in my heart and all these desires of like, why is this person saying this? I don't like them. Blah, blah, you know, all these just ugly, ugly sin just rising up in my heart. I went to my husband and I said, this is what this feels like to me. I know it's probably all the hormones. I know that I'm not right and Mm. this is blowing up right now. Please help me. Like, talk me off this ledge, basically. Show me the truth and the perspective that I should have because I don't have it right now and I can't find it right now. Can you help me? And and he did. He did. He always does. He's always very clear-minded about things. Well, for the most part. Well, that's, again, sanctification. Right. (laughs) Hasn't always been the case. No. And it's also... so part of those conversations you have to be able to we talked about this beforehand yeah it's admitting it all comes things. down to these heart issues and pride is that really at the root of this right pride, pride and, and fear. thinking well on every level though like pride yeah pride and fear but fear in itself is really just another form of pride right not trusting god not right. trusting his sovereignty not right. trusting you know so we tend and not trusting that he is enough yes that he is good that in the end it will all work out <laughs> right he knows the depths of our heart right <laughs> and so on every level pride is at play yeah and the way that typically plays itself out in the marriage relationship and in marriage conversations and the topic of being transparent especially transparent on the heart level mm. is we either okay so we're either we we lack humility in the sense that I don't actually need your help. Mm-hmm. I can handle this on my own. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be meaningful, meaningfully vulnerable with you because I got this. Right. Because, because, and that's basically the garden, right? Mm-hmm. In the garden, Eve ate of the tree. Adam ate of the tree. Mm-hmm. 
because they basically didn't believe that God was who he said he was. Right. And, he and that s- they were who he said he was. Right. And so or their pride he, said, I know more than you, God. I got, I'm going to, I got this. Yes. I'm going to take matters into my own hands. Mm-hmm. So we do that on every level, right? Mm-hmm. In, in relationships in particular, because of sin has marred everything. So it's, yeah, I can it be, may- I can be prideful when I come to you, yeah. meaning that I actually don't need your, so when you're giving me feedback, whether it's solicited or not, mm-hmm. I can either take that and let it affect me and change me Mm -hmm. and be a force for sanctification in my life. Or I can assume that you don't actually know me. You don't actually know what you're talking about. You don't actually understand the situation. And you could do this too. Okay. So that's one side of it. Right. That's the, I'm the one needing help as the one helping. Okay. Then we can be one who maybe the the way pride works out is we don't listen with generosity or with Mm. charity toward each Mm -hmm. other. Mm-hmm. Meaning that I only hear the things that set me off <laughs> and I let those things set me off. And so a lot of times when emotions are high after, yeah. after a pregnancy, after any sort of life event at night, when you're tired in the morning, when you're not quite on your game yet, you can say things that you don't mean to be a certain way you right. mean to say. And so charity and listening is saying, I hear what you're trying to say, even though the way you're saying it really irks me. <laughs> That's what charity is in marriage. That's generosity. That's a lesson we are, I feel like, in the prime season of sometimes. Yeah. And, I... and again, the intimacy piece. Okay. So, so you... I, I hear that you want, that you love me and you desire me, even though I don't feel it. I right. hear and I trust. That's giving, I'm being generous to you. I'm giving, extending charity to you. And that's how you, like, online, mm. you, if you can listen and respond to somebody with charity, it means that you're basically like reading between the lines, mm. giving the person the benefit of the doubt. We mm. talked about this last last week, First Corinthians 13, love hopes all things. Mm. It, it wants the best. It hopes for the very best. It hopes that God is at work in right. your spouse, and you're trusting that God is at work. Well, that takes That's a, what charity is. That takes a position of humility. That has You have to have right. humility in that conversation, in that moment, because when I come to you... I'm not in the right, and I know that. And that's the hardest part, I think, about being transparent with heart motivations is that I know that these things are not right, and I need you to help me as my spouse uh, see God, see the gospel in this, see God's word and his perspective on this. Because, mm. again, we are, we are blind to the evil in our hearts. Only God knows the depth of the sin that is in our hearts, mm. and only he can judge it righteously. But the beautiful news is that he is in the business of not only just examining our hearts, but transforming our hearts and giving us those soft hearts of flesh and taking, replacing that, those hearts of stone with hearts of flesh. And this gives me hope. This gives me inspiration and encouragement to come to you and say, here is all the ugly in my heart right now. Can you help me? And this is not just worked out with our, with our spouse, although I do think some of the, the deeper parts are worked out with each other hmm. um, and maybe a few close friends, but also in our gospel community, right? Our Christian community. Are we, again, dealing, having that meaningful risk aspect? Are we being honest with them? Uh, because I feel like the more we allow our hearts to be known, the more we can know our hearts, right? right? And we can know what's happening and why it's happening. And we can start, you know, discerning those lies that the enemy might be serving up to us. So can we take a moment real fast and just recap mm-hmm. where we've been? Because we're talking about transparency on the heart level. Because mm-hmm. again, it's easy to be, uh, to have the facade of being 
vulnerable and transparent, but all the while not actually exposing yourself to meaningful risk right. with the gospel at the center of it, right? We don't do this just because. We do this because it's how we're called to walk in the mm-hmm. light and live as the light. So we've we've talked about that, that kind of, that lie that that's okay. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about, this is where we're at now, is where does that even come from? It comes from our hearts, right? And Jesus says it over and over again, that out of the heart, the heart is the wellspring of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's all these different, like... The, from out of the what, heart, what the, comes from yeah. inside a person defiles them, not what right. enters in from the outside. That's from Mark seven, and it's it's coming out of the heart again. So we we talked about that, and now, so how does and, and you have this in the outline, but how do we actually go about? How does God? You said God sanctifies our hearts. Mm-hmm. So, for a married couple, one of the ways that God sanctifies our hearts is obviously through each other, through His Word, through disciples, mutual discipleship mm-hmm. in the marriage. So specifically. Um, can we talk specifics? Meaning like how, how, if, if, a, if a couple's, I'm just, I'm kind of freewheeling here a little bit, <laughs> but if a couple is struggling with finding the, their, their place in this transparency spectrum, like right. how do we actually, I feel like I can't trust him. I feel like I can't trust her. Yeah. I feel like she's lying to me. I feel like if I bring my truth to her, this truth to her, not my truth. I don't, we don't, <laughs> we don't say that. If I bring this, this part of myself to her, Right. That's true. And I make it known to her, I'm afraid that she won't love me. Right. Okay, so how can we start addressing kind of those lies and making them obedient to God's word? Right. And I think I think like you said, first of all, just identifying those those points of tension um are are the good place to start. There she and is. There she is. <laughs> and I by identifying those points of tension, I think we really are what we value and what we um de- kind of the desires of our hearts are really kind of revealed, right? Because those tension yeah. points come from, okay, this is not matching up with what I want. Um, so that really reveals a lot when we say, okay, this is where we're having trouble. This is where I feel like we're having trouble, at least. Maybe you're not thinking that, which is a whole nother, like, can of worms there. Yeah. Um, and then I think, you know, we always we always say it's good to not just talk about those right in the moment. Like, don't, when you're feeling it, don't just go and, talk about it immediately because that at least for me in my experience that has never gone well for me <laughs> because mm. a my emotions are too high b my my i make a lot of assumptions in those moments and i make big right. leaps which are your favorite things when i do that um <laughs> logical a leaps. lot of assumptions a lot of logical leaps a lot of there's no charity in the listening or seeing of what you've done in the past weeks or whatever it's it's just no i'm thinking these things i'm dealing i'm feeling these things so therefore these things are true (laughs) which is never good right Mm. so in those moments stop just just say hey let's always set aside some time to talk about these hard part these hard points of tension yeah let's because obviously there's something going on in your heart or there's something going on in my heart and i can't really identify it or maybe i can and we need to talk about this because this is this is ruining our marriage so if you can't identify or articulate that point of tension what should the husband or wife how how can they move forward even if they feel like there's tension but they can't identify what it is or where it's coming from i would well first of all i would say pray you know ask the holy spirit to really reveal some of those uh aspects of our hearts (laughs) she's very grunty luis is very grunty (laughs) our grunty baby um, the second thing I would say was to is to get other other people involved. Maybe another couple that knows you and that advocates for your marriage. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I would say, hey, you know, we're kind of feeling some tension around these areas, but we can't really we can't really define them. We can't vocalize them. I don't know how to mm-hmm. like 
were feeling these things and just having other people that love you, that advocate for your marriage, kind of sit in and look in and say, yes, okay, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm hearing. And having somebody else articulate it back to you is always very clarifying mm. in the moment. Um, and having people pray with you or pray for you and uh, understand, you know, sometimes it's just kind of those moment, those things that for me, it's like things that embarrass me or things that make me have to be humble, things that I have to admit my humanity. And or things that, <laughs> things that poke at your insecurities. Yes, yes. Areas that you kind of tend to be insecure anyway. Right. I feel like everybody can can find a point of tension. I don't think... I mean, if you, if you can't, I... Well, okay, so... Good on you, but... <laughs> no, well, what'll happen for me is a lot of times I'll feel a low-grade sense of tension, and right. I don't... And it's... When I say low-grade, I mean it's almost like a hum in the background of my heart. <laughs> right. It's a hum in the background of my mind, mm. and I don't know... I can't... If I don't stop and think about it, I just feel it. I don't, I don't identify it. I just feel irritated. Sure. I just feel tense. I just sure. feel angry. Or whatever that emotion is, I just feel it, and I'm not making it obedient right. to the Holy Spirit. I'm just letting it be there. I'm not setting it in line. And so a lot of times what I'll do there is I'll say, okay, what is actually... Hey, what's bothering me? Is it, okay, is it this? No, is it this? Oh, and I, and I can get down to it and say, oh, it's this thing that happened today while I was mm -hmm. working. Mm -hmm. It's really got me kind of in knots. Either I'm frustrated, I'm worried, and that frustration is rooted in something else. That worry is rooted in something. And I can say, okay, with that worry, God, I'm going to trust you. It doesn't mean the emotion goes away. It just means that I've identified that that, that tension is there, Right. that low-grade point of tension. And, and so in marriage... That will work itself out because I'll come downstairs and be like, what is going on? Like, right. why are you acting this way? And I'll why be like, I'm you? acting fine. I'm fine. <laughs> and we'll start getting all bickery at each other. Uh -huh. And you realize, you know, it's actually not fine. Right. I'm not actually being known by you in that moment. I need right. to mine. I need to know myself enough, mm -hmm. well enough to actually be able to mine my own heart by the, by the grace of God and make wrong heart beliefs, wrong or heart orientations, make those obedient to God's word, which comes around to, I think, what is even at the, on the deeper level. Okay, we're talking about heart, deep levels, all this kind of stuff. We talked about, um, we talked about pride early on. Mm. We talked about um, Genesis 3 in the fall and how pride was the ultimate sin, and it's kind of at the root of every rebellion from God. This, we need to make ourselves, we need to bring this back to the surface here, is that the authority of God that he he is the authority. His word is authoritative. Mm -hmm. His word and being that the word of the Bible, scripture, the word of the person of Christ who was with God before creation, who, who you know, who part of the, the triune right. God, the son, and also the ministry of the word, the Holy Spirit, who, in, who, who illumines our hearts to the authority of God's word. So we have to, at, we have to, submit ourselves to the authority of God if we're ever going to have some real progress mm. in these areas, especially around this, these points of tension, right? Absolutely. Because you can identify a point, a point of tension and be known in that way, but finding a way forward, right. we're, we're kind of helpless. We need, we need God's Word. Yes. We need the Holy Spirit to, to work in our hearts. We need the love of Christ to, to display that and experience that through one another and through Christ himself. Absolutely. So I, I guess just to reiterate, just... Go ahead firmly stand yourself stake your claim in the in the authority of god and the authority of god's word and then start from there i think is what i'm trying to say we're going right. a little bit backwards but <laughs> that's kind of how we do it as with the baby and stuff that's how we've kind of had to do this so anyway you were going to say something right no proverbs sixteen five says you know everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the lord be assured he will not go unpunished 
And I don't know about you, but that that <laughs> makes me want to say, God, open my heart. You know, know know what's going on. I know that you do, and I trust that you do. So I'm going to walk through fire. I'm going to ask these hard questions mm. because I trust that, A, you're in control, B, that you love me, right, and that there's things that I don't have to fear. And so I'm going to I'm going to do what Paul says right in Philippians. I'm going to I'm going to think about and live, you know, on set my mind on things that are true, that's noble, that's right and pure mm. and what's admirable. I we're going to think about these things and and know the character of God. I'm going to I I know that he loves me. I know mm. that he's transforming my heart. He's not just frivolously asking me to walk through hard times and and be humble and say I'm struggling or these are some spots that I can't, I, I feel like I'm at a dead end with in, in, in my spiritual walk. Um, help me. God is, God is bringing us to the end of ourselves, right? So that he can really show us who he is in those instances. Hmm. Yeah. And that's a resignation of our self-sufficiency, right? And that res- resigning our self-sufficiency is another way of, of recognizing God's complete authority. Yeah. So, Again, yeah. Yeah. recognizing and resigning from our self-sufficiency is a, is a way of recognizing and reinstating yeah. God's complete authority in our lives. So, right. um, yeah. So, I don't know. I, this verse keeps cropping up in my, in my heart. Is the Jeremiah, Jeremiah 9, 23 to 24. Mm-hmm. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and knows me that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, mm. justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, mm. declares the Lord. On some level, every every point of tension, every place where our transparency fails, every place where I am giving you the facade of transparency without the actual substance of it, mm. it's usually rooted in some level of boasting in my own wisdom, boasting in my own might, right? Not just my physical strength, but my ability mm. to figure it out myself, my own acumen, my own resourcefulness, right. right? or I'm boasting in my own riches. In other words, I've Maybe the tension for me, a lot, a lot of times I'll get really tense around finances because we're self-employed and we, right. a lot of times are living month to month. That's not so frequent anymore. It was really frequent early on. <laughs> and so I'd get kind of in knots and I was boasting my own riches because I, I was putting my confidence in them, putting my identity in them. Your and not that yeah. I was trying to be flashy and drive, you know, this car, wear this, these clothes, anything like that. But really just my confidence in my self-security was, was, was in that. And so I would come home with a really low grade sort of irritation and, and I wouldn't even recognize that because I thought it was right and good and didn't realize that I was boasting in something other than knowing mm. and, and knowing and experiencing God mm. and delighting in the things that he delights in love, justice, righteousness. Right. So anyway. Right. And in James 1, 14 through 16, it talks about how we're, we are all tempted and dragged away by our own evil desires and ones that... Uh, are conceived in our hearts, essentially. You know, and this, these desires give birth to sin, and they said when sin is full grown, then it gives birth to death. Um, so I think knowing knowing that, knowing that, you know, in Proverbs, like we said, the, that the heart is the wellspring of life, God calls us to guard it. And how can we, how can we guard it? Mm. We can guard it through being transparent with each other. We can guard it by truly being honest. I love what you said, like, not just the, not just the act, but the substance of yeah, not just the, the, the facade, not the facade, yeah, but, but or the shell of transparency, but the substance <laughs> but as well, but the substance yeah. of it, because it really is a type of posturing that I think 
we should our hearts should be convicted about and if we're really you know serious about following the lord again this has been my own sweet conviction is you know i was just telling you yesterday i want to live on purpose and i want to live not in not because not out of running away from something or not trying to be like something but to live on god's word and live for his purposes making decisions because he's called me to to that and because he's put those desires in my heart and for me it's been those desires have been kind of muddled out by fears or insecurities or pride you know and Mm. it's so i'm really kind of i feel like i'm just under the microscope with god in some ways and i'm so grateful for it (laughs) of you know dealing with some of these desires that are that are rooted in pride they're rooted in in deceitfulness and bitterness and anger. I just want to re reread that quote from Andy Crouch is because uh, I find it so um, helpful at this juncture is to be vulnerable is to be exposed to the possibility of loss and not just loss of things or possessions, but loss of our own sense of self. And if we're honest, that's vulnerability. We're vulnerable like that to God, whether we acknowledge it or not, it's pride is what keeps us from acknowledging that level of vulnerability And therefore, our sense of self is always at risk when it's not rooted in Christ. It is always hanging over the precipice. (laughs) It is always dangling over death when it's not rooted in Christ. As soon as we root our identity in Christ, our sense of self in Christ, we humble ourselves, Mm. right? We we humble ourselves to him. We say, you are the king, I am not. Mm. You are my savior, I am not. You are God, Mm. I am not. You are all-knowing, I am not. So So our culture is the opposite of that. Right. I can know all, I can do all. If I just decide or I choose, I can know or do whatever I want to do. That is a prideful, yes. <laughs> false lie. Right. And by by basically humbling ourselves and, and saying, God, you are God, I am not. We root our, our identities in him. The very outcome of our lives becomes it be, becomes uh, clear. It crystallizes, mm-hmm. and it, meaning that our purpose is no longer just to get as much as we can out of this life. Our purpose is to glorify and know Him. Mm, so good. And so, so that's at the root of all of this is I can't truly be known. I can't truly expose those parts. Like you are saying, you're exposing yeah. those parts of your heart. You can't do that if you're afraid that I will, if you're afraid your, your, your own sense of self is at risk. Right, right. Um, I want to jump into a couple's conversation challenge. I know this is a little bit sooner than maybe we'd like to do, but I think that's fine because we always go along on our episodes. That's fine. Um, I think as a couple, you guys should take some time to read Proverbs 4, a father's wise instruction. So this is is where the verse is found. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Mm. Um, He talks about ways to do that, you know, putting away crooked speech have your eyes directly forward but i think the thing here that i really is just like what you said it's 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 submitting to the instruction and authority of god and proverbs 4 is a father's wise instruction that is the title of it and Mm. so i would encourage you as a couple to read it um to chew on it for some time and to really to to talk about it what how are we not guarding our hearts? Where is where is the well being polluted, I guess, hmm. uh, would be a question that I would ask. So I would encourage you to tackle that from two different angles, from the angle of abstinence, meaning what am I abstaining from mm. in order to keep my well from being polluted, but also what am I putting into it in order to keep it, to keep it clean? So, uh, for instance, like Game of Thrones, right? Oh, man. We never watched that show Mm-mm. because it it became painfully clear that it was not the type of show right. that was going to not contaminate <laughs> our hearts. It was going to contaminate, yeah. It was going to contaminate our hearts. 
And so that's one of those things. And that's just one really blaring example of maybe something you abstain from for mm. the sake of keeping your heart pure right. and keeping and guarding it. Your marriage, especially. Yeah. And from obviously there's, <laughs> there's all kinds of sex in that. And there's all kinds of really graphic stuff that we've heard about. I've never, like I said, never, we've never watched a single episode, but there's also a lot of violence there. Mm. And so we, again, be aware of those. What are those cracks in your walls where things creep in, mm. right? Whether it's um, the relationships you have at, at work mm. or maybe even relationships at church that are just toxic relationships. Maybe those, those aren't, you can't in good faith keep those relationships at their current state without, mm. without not guarding your heart. Does that mm. make sense? Yep. Yep. So that's the ab, the abstaining side of it. Right. Then there's the, what are you putting into your guts? Mm-hmm. Obviously we have to be people of God's word. We have to be people that love, not just go to his word, but love his word, yeah. not just read it, but live devour it, it yeah, and I mean, live in it. What was the Spurgeon quote you used the other day? <laughs> Visit many good books, but always like live in the Bible. But live, yeah, live in the Bible. So there's that part of it. But I've been feeling super convicted about not just reading, because I've talked about three different ways of consuming scripture, mm. right? There's reading for volume just to get the stories in you where right. you're reading multiple chapters at a time. Then there's studying mm. where you're actually just getting, uh, you know, taking up a, a passage, whether it's two verses or 10 verses, and you're actually getting into the 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 text right looking at the context looking even at some of the, the, the greek. greek and the hebrew we have the tools <laughs> the online to do that yep. bible hub is my favorite website you can go there and all the all the resources are free they're there yeah. for you but actually taking time and studying god's word to to know him better that's the second way and the third way is to memorize god's word like mm. take a verse and memorize it Commit it to your heart, commit it to memory so that you don't need the book to know God's word. And so I've been feeling convicted around, yes, putting those things into my head, but getting them into my guts. And actually like, like the, you can see how it starts with your head with Mm -hmm. the volume reading for volume. It goes a little bit deeper by studying. And then when you get it into memory, it's in your guts, it's in your heart. And to get it into your memory requires repetition. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a big part of coming out of this it's become easier for me to be honest, like brutally transparent with you. I think because we do, we have to keep doing it. We have to keep doing it. And the more you do it. And I expect it now. Right. And we expect it from each other. And it's a good expectation. It's a, it's a grace filled, a loving expectation. And I feel all the freedom in the world to come to you and not cower away or in my shame or fear. I can say, these are the things that I'm dealing with. It hurts. I don't like it. It feels gross. Like there's things that are just contaminating me right now. And I need your help on how to, mm. to get these desires out or give me God's word. Show me, tell me, remind me. And this is a, re- a re- repetitive cycle that is good. And Repetition we're 16 is years good. and we're 16 years into marriage and 20 years to get. So it's taken time to get there. Absolutely. If you're listening to this thinking, oh man, that sounds like I want that, but how do I get there? We're just saying, start with this. And repetition, that's repetition. So let's, <laughs> speaking of repetition, <laughs> let's repeat the couple's conversation challenge. Can you re- reiterate that one more time? Cause I, as a couple take some time to read Proverbs four and mm. go through it from two sides, go through it. Uh, what, it, what are you, how are you abstaining from some things? Uh, and then what are you putting into your heart? And then what heart? are you yeah. putting into your heart? So this whole question of guarding our hearts, what are, how are we guarding our hearts through abstinence of certain things and through the pouring in of certain things? I think there's another pass, another translation that doesn't say guard your heart, it says keep your heart. 
right? With all mm-hmm. vigilance, not just guard your heart with all right. This is keep it, your heart with the, all vigilance. The ESV version says, "Keep your heart with all vigilance." So, what is keeping? It's like a cultivating. It's not just guarding things, but actually feeding your heart what right. it needs to to flourish. Right. So, we talked about God's word, but also um, church community. Yeah. You said this earlier earlier on in this episode, uh, bringing people in from the yeah. outside. Um, reading a good book doesn't have to be a spiritual book, but a good book that's good for your heart. Um, uh, listening to podcasts like this one, good job. There's other podcasts. Some of my favorites are, uh, I love the knowing faith podcast. I love the, uh, the village church, anything the village church does. You just know it's going to be really solid, really good teaching. Yeah. Even Tim Keller, they just Tim take Keller his stuff. old sermons and cycle mm-hmm. through them, but they're always mind blowing. So yeah. 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 So hopefully that's helpful. You guys, um, Again, thank you for listening. And I say that because with Louisa here and with our, I feel like I have pregnancy brain. It's a little more raw right now for all of us. So we're just in the spirit of transparency. This is, this is us. This is our lives and we're not trying to hide it. (laughs) So we're trusting that God's going to use our, our efforts for his glory and for our good. Mm. So anyway, let me pray for us um, while the little baby is starting to wake up. Lord, I thank you for this time. I pray for these couples listening to this. I pray that you would just illumine their in their hearts your word. God, I pray that first and foremost, you would give us a, a divine, just a deep sense of your authority. Give us a deep sense of the treasure of your word. And I pray that we would submit ourselves to your authority and sub- submit ourselves to the authority of your word um, for, our, for our good and for mm-hmm. your glory, Jesus. And then from there, I pray that you'd teach us how to guard our hearts, how, how to how to keep our hearts yeah. diligently. I pray for the husband and the wife who might be struggling with transparency. I pray that you would give them um, just a sweet sense of conviction and hope uh, after listening to this, that they would, and that hope would turn into action on their part, action that is rooted in faith and rooted in trust and mm. rooted in really humbling themselves before you trusting that walking in the light as you are in the light is for their flourishing and for your, and for your glory. So Lord, again, thank you for this time. Thank you that we can spend this time together with our listeners in your precious name. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks Amen. again. This episode is <laughs> in the can. All right. And we, uh, we will join you again in about seven days. Oh yeah. Don't forget to tune in, uh, on Thursday. We got a fun question. It's, it's a question that I think a lot of people wonder about and I think are afraid to ask. And the, the answer is not a, maybe what you would expect. So I'm just going to leave it there. A little cliffhanger and we'll, we will see you in about seven days. And until then stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the fierce marriage podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.